1: Hi, everyone. This is Emma. Welcome to today's episode of the Professional Book Nerds podcast sponsored by Overdrive. As always, you can find us at professionalbooknerds.com. You can email us at professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com. And we can be found on Twitter and Instagram at probooknerds. I hope you enjoy today's author interview with Emily Taylor. She is the author of the debut book, Hotel Magnifique, out April 5th. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. This is Emma here on the Professional Book Nerds Podcast, and I'm very excited to have Emily Taylor here today to talk about her debut novel, Hotel Magnifique, which comes out April 5th. Yay! Welcome! Thank you. Um, So very excited to have you here. To kick us off, can you tell our listeners just a little bit about this book?
0: Sure. It is a uh, Bella Pocket inspired fantasy about a legendary traveling hotel that where guests wake up every morning in a, in a different spot across this fantastical world. And two sisters take jobs there only to realize too late that their contracts are actually unbreakable. And the hotel is hiding some very deep, dark secrets.
1: That's such a good summary. This book, I will say, um, The minute I heard about it from Penguin Random House, I immediately added it to my Goodreads want Mm -hmm. to read list and sussed out a way to get an advanced reader's copy. So I was very fortunate to get one, uh, which I have sitting here. The cover is gorgeous as well. Isn't
0: isn't it gorgeous?
1: It's so pretty. And I I can't wait to see the finished one as well. um, If the arc is this gorgeous. It
0: is. It's beautiful. <laughs>
1: um but this book has a lot of really interesting elements. It's very much like um I've heard comparisons to like The Night Circus and Caravel. There's sort of um hints of romance, there's like mystery and magic. So I'm wondering, what was the inspiration for writing this book?
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Um I Definitely a lot of people are like, oh, I have this light bulb moment where it hits them. Um, for me, I kind of gather, I'm like a magpie. <laughs> I gather like <laughs> little inspiration everywhere. Um, and I definitely though had a moment where the premise of the hotel came together. And I remember it perfectly because I was getting ready for a work trip and I was scrolling on Pinterest and it was this image of this cool, it was um, like this Art Nouveau building building popped up that looked like it was built in the narrow space between these two other buildings, like it didn't belong there at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember thinking, oh, it, it, it must have just appeared. <laughs> and I think I had been, at that point, I knew that I I was getting ready for a class and I knew I wanted to, um, a writing class, and I knew I wanted to write a story about a magical setting. Um, And the idea of the hotel came to me and I jumped up at that moment. I ran over to one of my coworkers and I pitched him the idea of this, um, traveling hotel. And I remember his reaction. Um, he put his head in his hands and he looked at me and he's like, Emily, you have to write that. (laughs) And that was, that was it.
1: (laughs) That's so cool. And that's actually exactly the image that comes to mind. Like from reading this book is that there was like this gorgeous hotel kind of like crammed into you know, an alley between buildings, like it just like wedged itself in there um Mm -hmm. and travels around. So that that to me was really beautifully portrayed. Like that's exactly what I pictured um when you when you wrote this and when I read it. Um when did you first get the idea for this book?
0: Oh gosh. Um it was probably a while ago. Uh, (laughs) I'm trying to remember. I think I I had signed up for a it was actually a write a mystery. Novel in three months, a class that we have this cool writing center in Minneapolis called the Loft Literary Center. Um, and I had signed up for the class. And I was trying to think of book ideas that I could work on during this class. And I think it was the beginning, it might have been the end of 2016, so maybe winter 2016. So it's been a little while. <laughs>
1: yeah, so a while. So that's interesting. So this is your debut novel. So can you kind of tell us a little bit about how you got the book to this point? If you had the idea in 2016, that's obviously a lot of, um, you know, that's happened between the idea to like holding your physical printed book in your hand now.
0: Yeah. um, Well, books take a lot of time, especially (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm actually constantly amazed at some of these people that can just write books, write multiple books a year. (laughs) Wow. <laughs> I'm equally impressed. <laughs> know. Um, but this book, I definitely, um, I had a lot of learning to do. So I, this was kind of the first I had written books before, but I had never really finished and refined and revised and, um, completed books. This was kind of the first one that I, that I felt like it had potential to be something and people seemed really excited about the idea. So I, Wrote a draft and I actually got into this contest that actually doesn't exist anymore called Pitch Wars. Um, And it was in 2017. And it's this mentorship program. And then there's a showcase at the end where um, agents can comment if they want to see the work. So I was in that and I got agented through that. Uh, But I also got a lot of agents saying that they loved it, but it needed a lot of work. And I completely agreed. I definitely would not have tried to put that that book on submission. Like it just, it had some things about it that just needed some time and work. And I was still learning how to do all that. So, um, my agents were great and they worked with me and we revised and then eventually went on submission, um, kind of during COVID when COVID had just started. So,
1: mm-hmm. That's exciting. And I saw that you have a starred review from Kirkus, a starred review from Publishers Weekly, a good review from (laughs) Booklist. And um, I just saw this book was on Goodreads, like most anticipated um, list for spring. So very excited to have this book out in the wild because I would love to talk about it with other readers.
0: Yeah.
1: So Mm. in this book, uh, your main character, Janie. Janie or Janie?
0: I say Johnny, like Johnny. Johnny Cash.
1: Okay. So that's good to know. Um, Johnny in the book, she talks a lot about the influence that her mother has mm-hmm. on her and then her sister and sort of all that she does. It's sort of her main motivation in a lot of ways. And I'm curious what drew you to explore that type of relationship, you know, between mothers and daughters and sisters in this book.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. So I actually, the book that I was working on before this had a sister story and I, I have a tendency to write about siblings. It's funny because the book I'm working on now has siblings in it as well. Um, but I, I like the sibling and I have a little sister, um, and we have an interesting relationship. So I liked the idea of exploring that. Um, and I feel like you can, I feel like sibling dynamics, there's so many interesting facets that, come out when you're with people who have known you your whole life and are forced to like you, no matter what, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, we're not like you, but you're forced to be around them and, um, you love them so much, but then you also might hate them in in that moment at the same time. So it's, it's super fascinating to me.
1: Yeah. And what's interesting without giving anything away, um, Mm -hmm. to our listeners, there were a lot of parts in this book that I, I really enjoyed where, um, you see the sisters interact and it's almost, you know, you have this expectation like, Oh, I'm doing this for my sister. I think she would think this Mm -hmm. and you kind of see that maybe that's not the case. And um, like, without spoiling anything, I think the way that you wrote the sibling dynamic um, was really well done and you could see like the progression of their relationship throughout the book that where they were when the book starts is not necessarily where they are when it ends. And I thought that was really well done. Um, just kind of, I think with siblings, you tend to like put each other into boxes, Mm -hmm. you know, like the older sister, the younger sister. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think maybe by the end of that, some of that is a little bit shaken up. Um, Hopefully that's, we don't want to give anything away. So this is hard (laughs) for me not to reveal any spoilers. No one knows what you're looking for in a doctor better than you. And no one's better at giving you the tools to find the perfect doctor than ZocDoc. The people who created ZocDoc found the major pain points in healthcare, all the things that weren't working and said enough and they made booking a great doctor surprisingly pain-free. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. Go to ZocDoc.com slash pro book nerds and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's zocdoc. dot com slash pro book nerds. zocdoc. dot com slash pro book nerds. Um, I will say there was one part of the book that I can't talk about, but I absolutely <laughs> did not see it coming, and I. um gasped out loud while reading it. and was just like, what? And my husband was sitting near me. He's like, what are you doing? I was like this. (laughs) And I was trying to explain it to him having like, he had no idea what I was reading. And I'm just like, I did not see this coming. And it was just so good. Like I immediately, I think finished like the whole rest of the book in, in one sitting, because there were just so many bits and pieces of this story um, that I enjoyed the magic um, the world building was a question I had for you. Just how yeah. do you even tackle building this world? Like, there's very specific terminology you use. Um, and I'm curious how you went about that and if there was inspiration for um, a lot of the terms. I know a lot of them are French.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. I actually, so the French thing is a different conversation. <laughs> I, I started I, When I first started it, it was not French. It was, Um, I didn't know what it was and I, but I had the idea and it eventually just, it turned into that. Um, but I start, I start settings, settings are, are super important to me. I actually probably start with settings on all of my stories. Um, I feel like they are a character in and of themselves. Um, and I have a hard time writing a book or thinking about how a book is going to play out until I have the setting and the backstory of the setting and how it, um, how that's going to influence the characters. So I feel like with this book, um, the story itself, the premise is the setting Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like this high idea. And I wanted to make sure that everything kind of fit underneath that. So, um, and it had a lot of built-in world building. When you think of hotels, there's so many cool aspects that I can play with and twist. And I definitely, I remember at one point, I filled the notebook with like rooms, room keys, um, like doormen, all the different little elements in a hotel and, and thought through like, oh, how can I play with those things in my own world for this book? So there's definitely a lot of fun things to do with the built-in world building. But then also um, when I approach a story, I actually worked as, so a little bit about me, I worked as an art director for um, many years before I started writing. I actually didn't start writing until I was in my early thirties. So a little later than most people, Um, which props to everyone who starts later. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that because of that, I have kind of this toolbox of of how I pull together elements to kind of create this one cohesive feel um, but they're kind of from different places. So I, I definitely had inspiration from like music videos, from the Bella Epoque, from, mm-hmm. um, from, I remember digging down into like Wikipedia, falling down Wikipedia rabbit holes mm-hmm. <laughs> and learning about like 18th century French magicians at one point. Um, and that played a part in the story. So it's, I feel like it's not from any one source, but kind of from so many different places.
1: From all, I really liked um, the French infusion as well. I thought it was a nice, like, cohesive element, and my college French came in handy for uh, some of the yeah. terms. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I know what this is." Um, but yeah, I, your background in in art directing makes sense, just given the vivid images. And the descriptions of the rooms in the hotel, there are a lot of like normal, I would say rooms, you know, like the lobby and the bar and the lounge and things like that. But then this book also has, there are some like fantastical guest rooms, um, which I really enjoyed, you know, the, the names of the rooms, but then also the descriptions, because how cool would that be if you were in a hotel and all of the rooms like were enchanted to be, you know, all these different things.
0: Pretty so cool. That, that was any- one of
1: my favorite parts to read. <laughs> no spoilers, but I'm wondering if um you said you're working on something else. Will there be will there be a sequel to this? Um, or are you working on something totally different?
0: Uh right now it's totally different. Okay. I, <laughs> I will never say never. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um yeah, I can tell you though, I can't, I won't give you any spoilers, but I'll mm-hmm. say that it definitely has a similar feel. Um, and I definitely started with setting first with this new idea and it feels, um, right now just as magical as Hotel Magnifique. So,
1: oh, I'm intrigued then if it's just <laughs> as magical, <laughs> this book was extremely magical. Um, and I really liked the dynamic there's, um, again, it's hard to talk about this without spoilers, but there is a little bit of a, a romance. There's some, um, I don't want to say steam cause that sounds But there's a little bit of, you know, um, I'll just say steam. There's a little bit of a steam between um, (laughs) the main character and this very handsome doorman Belle. Um, And I'm curious, you know, if there was any difficulty there in working in the romantic elements to the sister story, or if that was just very natural in terms of, you know, moving the plot forward. I enjoyed the way that that developed it kept me on my toes, I'll say, with the way that their interactions played out throughout the story.
0: Interesting. That's a good question. I, I would say that I always, everything I've written actually has a romance in it. I love, I, I feel like romance pulls me through books mm-hmm. almost when the plot isn't even working. Like I will solely read a book just to find out if two characters are going to what's going to happen to two characters. So for me, it was really important to have that element in there. Um, and I love writing flirty banter Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I I, I love writing angst and almost kissing and all of that, those fun things that you can really play with, with, um, with romance. So I think that I definitely wanted to, to have that be a big part of the story. And his character was so fascinating to me. His character actually was, um, Probably I thought of Belle about 10 minutes after I thought of the idea for the book. Mm-hmm. So that gives you.
1: That's interesting. Because yeah. yeah, he he is such an interesting character. And while I think the book is obviously very much around um, you know, Johnny and her sister and her mother and, and this hotel, he's like he is such a crucial piece mm-hmm. to way that things play out. And I liked the flirty banter a lot between them because at first, when you first meet him, I was like, Hmm, is this going to be, you know, is this going to be the love interest? Where is this going? Um, and he sort of just continues to, to pop up at, um, key moments and you're like, okay, I think this is where this is going, but I really enjoyed the way that they're again, without spoiling anything, the way that, that their relationship you know evolves throughout the story um especially when there were a lot of times where it did it did seem like the romance is very much founded on friendship and um just like mutually supporting one another in this really fantastical setting and i think that that's a fun layer to the romance and kind of the angst that you have with the t- the two teens but yeah it was i loved all the elements of this book there were you know, just there's romance, mystery, fantasy, magic, there's family dynamics, there's French language. And again, like the cover of this book is really gorgeous as well. So I think this is definitely a book that's worth the hype and worth all of the buzz that it's getting. So I'm very excited that we get to ask you yeah. some questions um, ahead of its release. I'm curious, you said that this book, uh, sort of the idea came about several years ago. It's been, um, you know, a long process with writing and editing and all of those things, can you tell us a little bit about what your writing practices are, your writing habits? Do you write daily? Um, do you write in a particular place every day, um, or, or when you sit down
0: to write? Um, I used to write in coffee shops. <laughs> I think this book was entirely drafted in, um, this one little coffee shop in St. Paul, mm-hmm. Minnesota. Um, but I mean, since COVID, I've had to set up an office in my lovely room. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's interesting. I try to write every day. It definitely doesn't happen. There are certain days that just something inspiration hits, and I will get a whole bunch of words down. When I'm on deadline, I have to write every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think that, um, I try to interact with the story every day. So I might take a walk and brainstorm. I love brainstorming, like, or just kind of, I'm i I'm a huge walker. So I love walking and just thinking of, um, like letting my mind kind of, I don't know if it's a form of meditation where (laughs) you walk and kind of, you let your mind just kind of clear kind of like Mm -hmm. shower thoughts a little bit. Um, And I might ask myself a question about the story that I don't know the answer to. And usually by the end of the walk, I'll have it. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I, I also trying to think of other writing habits I have. I love writing outside when it gets Mm -hmm. a little bit warmer. Um, I live in Minnesota, so that's Mm not. (laughs) Not always practical. No, like right now, I think that I'm looking out the window and I the snow has finally melted. There's still some ice, but, um, might be time here soon. Uh, but yeah, I love, um, I think that writers are like people that, that look at writers kind of idealize and romanticize like this notion of getting words down on the paper. But honestly, it's just like me in my pajamas, Mm -hmm. (laughs) sometimes with a blanket around my shoulders, (laughs) usually with my hair, like not washed and (laughs) drinking a bunch of coffee, trying to get a bunch of words down that I have to turn in. So Mm
1: -hmm. that sounds relatable to uh, anyone that works from home (laughs) these days. Um, Do you plot things out of your books a lot, or do you just sort of write and, and come back to that later? I know there's the sort of ongoing debate for authors of like, whether you plot everything out in advance, or if you just kind of go with the flow.
0: Yeah. You know, I, so this book was actually hundred percent pantsed except for the, I would say I wrote the epilogue after I wrote the first chapter. Um, Mm -hmm. and the epilogue hasn't changed. It like a few paragraphs have changed, but it's pretty similar to what it was. But, um, I, with this next book that I'm writing, I tried outlining it and I just went off the rails a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, I am still, I think maybe ask me that question after I've written like five more books and I could tell you what my process is. (laughs) I'm still still learning it. Like I found, um, and each book is totally different. Like Mm -hmm. this uh, Hotel Magnifique, I wrote it during a time in my life when I was, I had just had a baby and um, I was working all the time and I was a little bit burnt out and the book itself was almost an escape for me um and I think because of that it just kind of poured out of me like I couldn't write fast enough um so I and it was it was fun and easy and I I think I wrote the first draft of it in a couple of months um and then some other books like it helps to have a little bit more structure and an outline so I know what I'm writing to just to get words down. Mm
1: -hmm. I'm even more impressed that you wrote this while having children. (laughs) 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 Oh goodness. It's amazing. I think what parents can do in their downtime.
0: And greed. (laughs) I don't know how I did it either.
1: So I have a few, oh, I've got one more question specific to the book. And then I have a few questions just for fun, if you don't mind. Of course. Um, yeah. But the, the last question I wanted to make sure we asked about the book was just, what is one thing that you want readers to take away from this story?
0: Ooh, that's a good question. You know, I, I would say that I want readers to have fun. Mm-hmm. I wrote this book um, because I wanted an escape And I wanted to kind of feel like be lost in this magical world for a little while. And I think that, um, I think that people will take whatever they want out of the story. It's kind of, it's not up to me to tell them what they should take, but Mm I Definitely wanted this to feel like a like this magical, whimsical roller coaster ride, and hopefully, you read it and you enjoy your time. You enjoy your stay at the hotel, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you leave, and it feels dazzling. And you are like, "Wow, that was a really fun book." That's
1: good. I felt that way personally, just like that. You were checking into the hotel, kind of along for this ride, mm-hmm. um, and it was very fun read for me. It was very like compelling. Again, lots of elements to enjoy. I love fantasy. I love romance and I love mystery. So it was kind of like ticking all those boxes for me. Yeah, a reader. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad to hear that. I have a couple of fun questions for you, um, just to let our listeners g- get to know you a little bit. Um, so my most important question for you is coffee or tea.
0: Ooh, coffee. <laughs>
1: <Okay. laughs> you drink. drinking tea. You might, ha- you have children, so the answer might be oh, coffee, pretty coffee. apparent. Um, so Overdrive, as I said earlier, is a library company. We do have the Libby app, um, you know, for users to read books through their libraries. I'm wondering if you have any um, fun memories of the library, either as, you know, a child or with your own children, if you have any good library memories.
0: Oh, I mean, my own children, it's mostly just been COVID and picking up books. yeah. <laughs> Dropping them off in the slot. But you know, when I was a little kid, my mom used to drop, a, drop me off at the library mm-hmm. to get stuff done. She was a, um, like, when I was in middle school, she was a single mom. And I would spend hours there and I would read. I read, I was really into <laughs> this is nerdy, but like the, these gothic suspense novels. Mm-hmm. And I think I went from R.L. Stein to gothic suspense novels. I don't know how that connects. But I, I remember just sitting in a corner, like just lost into these novels. And it felt like, felt like I, I remember the the library felt like magic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I still have good memories. I drive by it and I'm like,
1: oh, there's that library. (laughs) Yeah. And we're, um, I mean, we're very lucky to work with all the library partners that we work with, but it is um, always nice when people have their own personal memories of, you know, being in a library and the impact it may have had, you know, on them or even on their career. Um, you know, a lot of authors, you know, have worked in the library, you know, writing their books or, or anything like that. So it's always nice to hear, um, you know, those library stories in the wild. Um, I'm wondering if in all your infinite free time, (laughs) (laughs) if you are reading or watching anything right now, if there's anything that
0: you're really loving, Oh, um, I mean, I'm really excited for the next season of Bridgerton to come out. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <Mean> <laughs> I am trying to think of what I read last. I read I read The Midnight Library mm-hmm. uh, at the beginning of last week. And that was really good. That was that that talk about setting. Wow. Um and I just I had never read Cassandra Clare books ever, mm-hmm. and I wanted to know what the hype was. So I started um the Clockwork Angel. Okay. Which is People have told me that that's like a really good series to part, like a um, good like little trilogy to to read of her. So I started that, and it's really good. So okay.
1: I'm actually I've actually never read any Cassandra Clare either, oh, um, which is wild because that's sort of like my age group, right up my street, genre wise. But
0: I'll have to check that out. you it, it I I'm very I love it so far. <laughs> It's good. Um, I'm kind of sad that I didn't read it when I was a little bit younger.
1: Yeah, I think that's always the you know when you find something, you're like, why didn't I not? Why did I not read this sooner? Um, Mm -hmm. But then it's it's almost that that yeah that catch twenty two of like discovering something for the first time, and then wishing you could read it again. Anyways, (laughs) yeah, that's good. I'm also excited for all those. for the new season of Bridgerton, Yay. on Friday. <laughs> That's it uh, Friday. Ah! <laughs> yeah, this Friday. Uh, as of as of recording, it will be out Friday, March 25th. <laughs> yeah. For our listeners, where can they find you on Instagram or Twitter, or if you have a website?
0: Yeah, so I am mostly on Instagram at Emily Can Write. Um, I'm on Twitter less often at the same handle. And my website is emilyjtaylorauthor.com.
1: Wonderful. Thank you so much for being on today's episode of the Professional Book Nerds podcast. Of course. Your uh, new book, Hotel Magnifique, is out April
0: 5th. Yay. Exciting.
1: Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode on overdrive.com, and our library friends can purchase these titles in Marketplace. Professional Book Nerds is proud to be an Evergreen Podcast signature program. To learn about other Evergreen Podcasts, visit evergreenpodcast.com. Our podcast is produced, recorded, and edited by Emma Dwyer, Jill Grunewald, and Joe Skelly, and presented by Overdrive. To learn more, visit professionalbooknerds.com.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich.